welcome to this episode of Your Routine Queen podcast. I'm so excited. This is a guest interview episode, which I always get so excited about because we have such amazing support and experts and just, oh, so just amazing souls in this community. So today we're going to be talking with Jennifer Benefield, who is a COO and strategic consultant, and she helps you run your dream business seamlessly and efficiently, which sounds so lovely. And she is a consultant for business owners and DFY, which if you, if you don't know, stands for Done For You Providers to Learn How to Scale with Ease. This is Chelsea Fournier, a.k.a. Your Routine Queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or a ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. So Jennifer, welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. Thank you. So I think the first big question is, you know, a lot of my listeners are healers, intuitives, maybe they have a coaching business, health support, guides, breath workers, all kinds of people who are like helping other folks, right? And so it can be really, I think, intimidating sometimes to be like, I know in order to scale, maybe I need to hire someone to support my business. But do I need a social media manager? Do I need a graphics person? Do I need a CEO? What is that? So just talk through a little bit about what is a CEO and strategic consultant? Like, why would someone know that they need to work with someone like you? Yes, um, this is a big decision for any type of business owner who is looking to bring on team members and really to know where to begin. So as a COO, I am the right-hand person to each of my clients, helping them bring their ideas to life. So I really take out the part of them having to manage a team and me be able to come in and say, okay, I want to launch this program. And from that, we come up with a creative process, we get everything out, and then I can handle and manage the back end of actually getting it implemented from the team, getting the graphics going, getting the sales page up, getting the social media pieces together for them to see everything together for that. And the kind of where we start at, just depending on how large your business is too, you may not always be ready for a direct like right-hand person or business manager COO at somebody as myself. So I usually sit down with clients on a consulting basis or one-on-one and say, okay, where's your business at right now? Like what all hands on? And also what are your goals? Like what are your 2022 goals? What are you wanting to launch? What are we wanting to re-put out there that you may already have? And where is the best place for you to get that support? Does graphics drag you down? Does the tech side drag you down? Do we have even maybe like a large um, client base that you need extra support to manage these clients to make sure they're really feeling handheld and with, and it's not creating that balance for you. So where can we create that balance within your life? That makes a lot of sense. And so like, I can see you, the listeners won't be able to see your eyes, but you light up when you talk about this. So like you obviously love systems and you're an executive function, like queen. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into doing this work? Yes. So I have always been kind of that type A organized person. 
you know, kind of my whole life with it, but also finding that balance, you know, between it. So I actually worked in the fashion industry for several years and I managed production teams and marketing teams and design teams. I was kind of their main hub. So I traveled overseas to be able to set them up. And then once I had kiddos and I moved out of that industry, I connected with some small business owners who like were kind of telling me their problems. You know, I have this business that's blossoming, but the pieces aren't there. Yeah. And so I started to work with them behind the scenes and developed as, you know, their operations person of setting them up, coming in, training different teams. It really depends on the clientele of how I work with them. That's so cool. And I feel like it's like hashtag goals for a lot of business owners right? to a place where they can hire someone like you. And yeah. some of it like just requires starting, like they've got to have something that they're selling, you know? And I think it's a really great aspirational goal to be like, yeah, I want to design this business that what I'm hearing from you is they could step out of the tech, the deadlines, the graphics, like the stuff that is not really their zone of genius potentially and really spend more time in the coaching or the healing or the support or the networking in person so that they could be bringing more clients in. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Cause that's the piece that they shine in and why they're able to sell and why they're able to connect and grow their business. And that's what people want from them. So really keeping them in their zone they need to be in. So I loved a recent post that you shared, and I'm going to kind of describe, I'll tee it up for you because I'm sure you put out so many posts that you may not remember, but you talked about, it was a short carousel over on Jennifer's um, Instagram, and your Instagram is just your name, right? Is it Jennifer Benefiel? Jennifer Jennifer Benefiel. Jennifer Benefiel, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes so people can click right over. So you shared it kind of at the beginning of 2022, and you said, let your 2022 goal not be to reach multi six and seven figures and instead set a goal of stop working late nights, stop having stressful lunches, start working smarter, not harder. And I I just wanted to hear a little bit of the story behind that post because I really resonate with that, that we can set these big money goals, but like, what's the lifestyle that you want? So I wanted to just hear a little bit of your take on, on that topic. Yes. Um, it hundred percent goes down to the money topic of, and it goes down to like, as we're little kids, even just wanting, you know, money, it's parents telling you or other people telling you money isn't going to buy you happiness. Like you have to find that within you and having kiddos of my own. I just find that that conversation comes up. It's like, can we have that of what we want to accomplish, you know, with our life and that money isn't going to buy it, but we can create it. So how, and oftentimes clients come and say, okay, I want to have a six figure year or seven figure year. And I think all of us as business owners have done that. And we have that money goal, but we also, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yes. Like we want to have that accomplishment with it. But along with that, what do we want that money to bring us? Do we want to have shorter work days? Do we want to maybe only work two days a week or have it to be, you know, flexibility to be able to go to your kiddo's school or travel, whatever that case. So really making sure we are in alignment with the lifestyle we want to live and not just chasing the money because that money could come. But if you're still working late nights, you're not actually getting what you truly desire with it. So that's one of my things. Yeah. With clients that I always sit is, What's a lifestyle and are we setting up your business to let you live that lifestyle? Okay. So what are some of the things that you see that like need to be in place to work towards that? Yes. I think boundaries is usually the number one thing. 
that we and it's hard to set boundaries especially when you come from a place of wanting to put this exciting new business out there and you're wanting to do like everything because in the beginning you do have those you can't be as strict on your boundaries maybe because you want to get your business up and going but really remembering okay I'm not going to work after a certain time of day or I'm only gonna you know I'm going to have off this day or I'm going to say no to clients here it's hard to say no <laughs> in general for anything, but really learning to set those. And from my experience, as well as the clients is when we can be really clear with boundaries within our business from the very beginning, when somebody purchases from you, it's a level of respect that's getting shared on both ends. And it's equally well-known. Oftentimes we don't want to set boundaries because we weren't, we didn't have them set from the beginning. And so now it's that awkward conversation that we have to have, like yeah. available for this or I can't. So I'd say boundaries is probably my number one piece of where to start. Well, and I love that what you just described, I've been trying to embody in, because a lot of us who grow our followings and lead generation, maybe through social media, you're like messaging and DMing and kind of casual and like trying to get someone to sign up for your masterclass or whatever. And then they do. And what I've been finding really helpful is in the welcome packet that helps to onboard students or clients into my membership. It's actually saying, hey, I literally say we may have been DMing like all over the place. But if you want to connect with me on this for me to support you on the coursework or our coaching work, this is how you need to reach out to me. And really trying to stick to that because otherwise you can be in like lead generation mode, DMing your followers and then realizing like, oh, you've got to answer this question. And so I find even just like being clear on where you're communicating with people who have purchased from you versus Mm -hmm. with just like engagement can be really, really helpful. Exactly. Especially as you are looking to expand and have a team member to be able to come in and help, whether it is just for a launch or just for a program to manage that, having all of those pieces in one place makes it easier for you and the team member to be most efficient. So you're not having to search all the places and they're able to be really taken care of at a high level. I love that. And so one of the topics that you're going to be covering, so Jennifer is going to be coming in as a guest expert, one of the Ignite Your Strategy guest experts into my program um, Aligned to Ignite. And she's going to specifically be talking about, like, we're going to be helping students who are going through the program to figure out what their signature aligned offering is. And that could be one-on-one coaching, it could be a group container, but I'm bringing Jennifer specifically to come in because there's a lot of people who reach out to me and say, I have this idea and I think it could be a membership. Like I think people would pay for this over and over and that can be appealing to some people, especially if one of their values is like consistency of income, like having a membership. I would just love for you to talk a couple minutes about, you know, I know that you've helped some clients develop memberships. What are some of, maybe just talk through, what are some of the pros and cons? Like, how do you decide if a membership is a good fit within your business offerings? Yes. So that can be done in two different ways. One, if you are a seasoned business owner, that you may have had different programs that you run or you have a large one-on-one clientele that you are just kind of at capacity and you're at capacity. You don't want to bring on more programs, but you know, there is this mass reach that you want to have, or maybe people can't necessarily afford your programs just yet. Mm -hmm. That often is another huge piece where people, you know, they're just not at that point of investment. And so we go in and we create, you can create a membership, a lower cost membership to kind of have be your low end funnel to serve a large number of clientele for it. You can serve math by only doing a few pieces a month versus having to individually serve each person. 
for it. The other is maybe somebody that could be in a newer space, but they are looking to create that lifestyle where they're not having tons of one-on-one calls yeah. or tons of different group programs. So it's really coming from a place of, I need to create this because it aligns with the lifestyle that I want, the boundaries that I want yeah. to set within it. I want that consistency for it. So really the pros of it are that you can reach a mass number with it. Mm-hmm. It does bring in a consistent income. On the opposite side of that is I always like to tell clients, it takes time to get that membership going. Yeah. And with memberships is it does ebbs and flows with it. So oftentimes, if you are a newer business owner and starting out, your membership is going to kind of be that slow scale up with it, sure. which is really exciting yeah. to see. Like, oh, and my first three members, like, you know, yes, like, you, exactly. you got to start somewhere. Yes, yes, um, with it. And so even with the ebbs and flows, I tell people keep going because it's just because it's like a email list. If we're talking about an email list or social yeah. media, they may no longer follow you and they may hop out, but oftentimes they come up right back around to oh, you interesting. through yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting to see when you're looking at things from a longer like membership perspective of how it always ends up kind of keeping that medium. You have a little bit yeah. with it and you can really, another pro that I love with memberships is you can design it, how it works for you, whether that be you batch the materials within one day to be able to provide it all at once at the beginning of the month for them. Or maybe it's like, hey, this is gonna be more of accountability. We're gonna do one live and then you have a group community. So if you're really looking to build that community within your industry or niche, memberships are just a great hub for that, for people to really be able to come in and connect with others. And it kind of runs itself, like that community and that group space kind of runs itself because the members are so excited and you're there to see and connect them all. Yeah, I love that. And like something that I've been doing because I desire to launch a membership in March or April of this year. And so I've been like saving other people's memberships to be like, oh, well, how much are people charging for, you know, three live sessions? Because it really is like choose your own adventure. Like how many many times do I want to commit? Like I don't think I want to be committing to a live session every Monday because that doesn't Mm -hmm. suit my family lifestyle very well, but I do believe I could do like two live sessions and then a couple things that drip out and maybe an evening new moon intention. And so I'm really just like giving some spaciousness to figure out what transformation, like it's not going to be the whole transformation that people will get in my higher ticket, like higher touch program, but like what transformation do I want to offer in that membership? And like you said, maybe to groom people to see the value of investing at a higher level to do like deeper work down the road. So I love that it could be like your only thing if you want, or it could be kind of like a lower level compared to what you offer at a higher level. Exactly. Exactly. It can grow. And I've had it before too, where clients, especially if you're a newer in business and you kind of start out with a membership of it, where then you kind of create these tiers within your membership. So maybe those people you can bring up to a higher tier and now it's a little bit more intimate for it. I I think the one thing with, to remember with memberships is create it of what like feels best to you and like how much energetically you are available for. Like, don't feel like you have to put a ton of pieces in it. One of the number one things that I will say from a back-end perspective of a membership of kind of the ebbs and flows is people may not have all the time to get to the resources. So just make sure that the resources that you're putting out doesn't have to be this mass amount, but it just needs Mm -hmm. to be that value base of that focus for that month. Like if you have a theme one month, whatever feels best to you, you're really coming to have that focused, you know, monthly support with you. (laughs) Cool. 
wait a second. Are you missing out on where we can connect on a deeper level? Or are you already following me on Instagram at your routine queen? If you don't know, when I launched this podcast, I also launched a brand new feed on Instagram at your routine queen. And that's where I hang out online the most. I hang out in the stories. I do funny reels. I'm constantly trying to share content that's going to help you design aligned offerings to call in soul clients and run an online business for purpose and profit. So if you're not already following me there, please come do so and DM me and let me know that you found out about it through the podcast. I would love to celebrate, hear what some of your biggest takeaways are from what you've been learning here on the podcast and get to know about your goals and if there's any way that I can support you. And oh, P.S., if you didn't know this, I never pitch in the DMs. So if you want to direct message me and have a conversation, you're free to do so. Hope to see you on Instagram. Now, let's just talk automation for a second. I was kind of introduced to the concept of automation on a more like intense level over the past year. And I've got to be honest, I kind of resisted the word automation because mm -hmm. it felt like it was going to be taking the human out of my business, you know? And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. So help us if someone is listening to this and they're like, okay, outsourcing to you feels like a stretch because people want me in my business automating feels like a stretch. Don't people want to talk to me? Like, let's just talk through what are some of the top tasks that you see clients automating that make a big difference to kind of like ease us into this idea? <laughs> yes, of course. Some of the top things are really when you bring on a client and automating the support that they receive from you. Yeah. Meaning that when they do purchase something, they're automatically getting that welcome email. And within that welcome email, you're setting the expectations, whether you have it all outlined or not. It's, hey, here's what you can expect, or we're so excited. I'm going to send you what to expect on this date. So then you're decreasing their, in their head, like what, what's going on, what's going on. And they yeah. know to look out for something. So, mm -hmm. so they have that handheld and then same throughout your program. You can automate your check-in like emails with it. It's not that you're taking the human touch out. You're just writing it beforehand. You are already going to sit down and write a post or write an email to check in with them, see how they're doing. And it can be a simple call to action, like respond back the number one thing that you are struggling with. And I'm here to help you yeah. with it. The other big automation is simply just, you know, we put out a ton of content too within the world and pieces. And we always, sometimes we can feel drained of like what new to create when we have all this. So another great automation that I just love is you can connect it where anytime you post on social media to your tax management platform or to a spreadsheet, just yeah. to house it all. So you have really good yeah. pieces to repurpose, to be able to yeah. reuse, to reteach um, those. And that often helps with pulling ideas for programs or master classes, yeah. you know, for it. So just having a lot of those touch points that you may be taking or putting out of yeah. how you can at least be keeping a database of it for you. Yeah. You're not having to scroll and search. I think that's so smart. And I think a resistance that a lot of creatives might feel is like, okay, well, I sit down and share the what's on my heart today on mm -hmm. this post. And like, don't people want to hear what's really coming from me? And I try to really infuse just confidence that if you're sharing a great idea today, it's going to be just as great three months from now if you reshare it. Like, do you kind of see some resistance in clients of you introducing, repurposing of like, I like the idea. It means I won't have to be writing every day, but shouldn't I be writing every day? Like this kind of, I don't know, mentality shift. 
Yes, a hundred percent. I get that a lot from clients, especially mm-hmm. the client who is, who has really done the work like intuitively and really yeah. feels, you know, for it. So there's a few different options for that. Um, you touch point on to the number one thing that I tell clients, if you are feeling called to share it today, it's, it's going to be just as good five days from now, three months from now, they're going to need to hear it. And same thing with, you know, creating programs. Like we feel like, oh, we have this inspiration. Let's put it out we can still sit with it and it's going to be just as good, you know, in two weeks when we really feel into it and really digest it. But one of the things you can be doing as you look to repurpose and what feels good for a lot of clients is more looking at posting. Say you're posting three to four times a day. So we're only going to put out maybe two repurpose content, allowing another two days for whenever they feel like it and popped mm-hmm. up with it. Mm-hmm. So you at least allow that space to be there. Of course, not that you may get inspiration that exact day you want it to post, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. But you at least have that space within the week to be able to creatively yeah. share. And if you don't, that's okay, because you already have mm-hmm. other posts going on that Yeah, um, with it. Yes. Or I tell people, you know, share it within your stories. You know, it's so your people are so connected with you and your stories. You don't have to have it go out as a post just yet. Yep. Start and share as you feel called on your stories, pop on, share it. And then you can have a team member come back and repurpose it for a post next week. Oh, you know, forward, that's so smart. Which I love it, like full circle. So yeah. usually like when we're looking from clients from an uh, you know, even just an automation point of saying, Okay, this went out on social media. Next yeah. week let's put it out on email. So it's kind of keep circling after and reminding because not everybody's going to see every piece right well yeah I think that's the truth too like you know you think people are seeing everything that you ever post and you're like yeah probably not (laughs) yes yes which can feel frustrating too but that's why like being able to pull it out then you can repurpose it later (laughs) cool so I am gonna kind of give a couple rapid fire questions to get your takes on some of the things that I hold dear and one is I'm actually going to read to you six values and these are values that i infuse into the aligned to ignite program and i love to hear from experts and guests who come on the podcast as i read them like just for you at the end to say which one sparks for you of like ooh, i need to lean into that more this year and and just to hear a little bit of why okay so here's the six values longevity discernment design spaciousness sustainability and safety as you hear those, which one stands out to you right now is something you want more of in your own business? Um, I think for me, I would say the sustainability, because that's just the focus of ours, is really yeah. cleaning up the back end of operations. It's funny that I'm an operations person, but like right. always, you know, your stuff is at the end. But I can definitely see, I think that's one of my things as I lead a team too, is yeah. us creating more of a lifestyle, like being intentional yeah. with our lifestyle. Yeah. And so making sure the pieces we have are sustainable for a year from now and, you know, mm-hmm. two years from now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like to use the term, uh, you know, that it, you're creating a financial fortress. Like when you create a really good foundation yes. of a business, exactly. it can become a fortress. And I know one of, uh, from your, looking at your bio on your website, like helping to create an entire foundation especially like for good or bad, there might be something that takes you out of your business for a week, a month, like a kiddo could be sick, you Mm -hmm. could want to go on a vacation, like for whatever reason, you may need to step out of your business. And that seems like a big value of what you offer to your clients as well, right? It's 100%. Yes, yes. Because two years ago, my husband was, you know, we had a huge 
crazy with medical and I had to step out of my business and I had to have it run by myself. And so it's a very big pillar of mine and my clients is to make sure we have that foundation. If they had to step out and I had to step in or if I had to step out, it's very can keep running. You're not going to lose money. You don't have to stress. You can be like in the zone you need to be within. Oh, I love that vision. Thank you for sharing that. Let's call it in. In 2022, it doesn't have, you don't have to share a number goal. You can if you want to, but if you were to call in a specific result or new milestone in your business in 2022, the year that we're recording this, what would that be? 2022, I want to be able to help a mass number of business owners set that foundation that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So really knowing how to set up that foundation within your business to be able to scale. Like they get clear on their offers. Now, how do we keep yeah. this going? How do we keep yeah. this set? Um, I don't think that's taught as much. And I teach clients as I work with them one-on-one, but I want to be able to bring it within a course to help, you know, hundreds of women and business owners to be able to have that foundation of knowing what to do. Yeah. I love that. Well, keep us in the loop as it becomes available. Yes. Happy to share it out. Yes. And let's close out on routine since this is your routine yes. queen. Routines are a work in progress. So I want you to explore one routine that you believe truly serves you in your business that you wish everybody else knew about and one area of your life or business that you wish had more routine. So let's start with the positive. Mm -hmm. What is one routine that you have honed and you rock that you know like really is serving you right now? Um, For me, it is my week planning ahead. I take an hour a week to go through all of my task management, my team's management, my clients to really hone in what's for the week. And I do that mainly to also know when I can just chill and not have to worry about my work. So I can be intentional with my unplugged time. Otherwise, like those individual tasks come up. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. And so how long have you been in that rhythm of doing that? Uh, Several months now. I kind of, like last year I was going the ebbs and flows and I have really just, the more consistent I am with it, it makes a huge game changer for the week. And I know when I'm available for, for my clients, for my family, for everything. So I can really set those boundaries. Very cool. And let's be vulnerable for a second. Is there an area of your life or your business that is messy that you're like, oh, this drains me or I wish I had better routine around it? We all have one. (laughs) I think for me, the thing that I struggle with the most is honestly social media, like in content and stuff, like it really. So that's something looking into different innovative ways of just getting into a more routine of batching content because the everyday on top of work and kiddos it's hard <laughs> yeah absolutely that, that's actually something I'm sharing I've developed a Trello board I'm sure you have your yes software yes. preferences so I really like Trello and I mm-hmm. use that to delegate out to a gal who does my graphics and I do it a week at a time I would like to get to yes. a place where I'm doing a month at a time as I'm much clearer around what I'm offering and what my launch schedule is, but it is, it makes such a huge difference. She and I were actually both sick at the same time recently. And so it was like, nothing was happening. And then just even getting back into the rhythm just took me a hot second, but I was so thankful I had that routine. Like every Sunday I sit down, I write, give her direction on the graphics I want. Then I write the captions and then every day can just like click in and get it. So if you ever need tips on that, I'm sure you've got great systems yes. everything you do. But if you ever want to see a Trello board or check anything out, let me know. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I know that's the hardest thing is doing it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love to do it for others and just like taking that time and really leaning into that. Oh, man. Well, if someone was listening and they maybe are kind of newer in their business saying like, you know, gosh, it sounds like it would be great to hire someone like Jennifer down the road. 
what is a goal or a milestone that someone should keep in mind of like when to reach out to someone like you? Yes, I think the goal at that point is really to look at and say when. I don't think it's necessarily a specific financial one that I want to put out there because it's not. It really depends on the amount of output that you have within your business. If you're running two to three different programs and you have, you know, eight plus people in each one of those, I would you definitely need some type of support, whether that's a full operations or that. The other piece is if you are looking to really, you have a lot of ideas and you're ready to implement quickly. So you have that, you know, you have that three month time where you want to be able to focus in and dedicate. That is a great time to really be able to come in and get everything, get that support that you need. Yeah. So that way you're able to stay in that zone of genius. Awesome. Well, and I know that you you mentioned that you're going to have some courses. Is there anything you want people to know that's coming down the pike or how they can best stay in touch with your content? Yes, you can always stay in contact with me on Instagram. My name is Jennifer.Benefiel. And I do have at the end of, towards the end of February, I will be having a masterclass come out where we are focusing in on being able to look at your business as a whole and see what areas that you may need to outsource. And how do you go about doing that? What's even the beginning stage of finding that right person that is connected with you? How do you set them up for success? And how do you also handle that mindset shift of now having to hand off to people and how to constantly be able to do that and give feedback. So we'll be touching on all the points within this masterclass. What sounds really great about that is it sounds like those are skills. You know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes it can be overwhelming of like, I'm just not good at creating systems or delegating or like, that's not my strength. But the way you just described it, it was like, oh, I could learn how to do that. Yes. Like it just yes. sounded so soft and gentle to be like, uh, you know, I think sometimes people just get caught up in like, I'm not natural at that. So I'm never going to get to that level. But what you just described is like a bridge. I really love that. Thank you. Yes. And it is, it all is something that anybody and everybody can do. It's just learning how to do it. Oftentimes yeah. we aren't sure how to do it or you know, you don't have that foundation. So within the masterclass too, I'll be giving out different templates and pieces that I have mm-hmm. just to be able to help like get you going for it mm-hmm. and how to actually have those communications and what to look for within people to make sure you are having a good connection. Oh, I love that. Cool. Well, yeah. stay tuned. I'll definitely make sure in the show notes, I'm going to put a link over to Jennifer's Instagram. I'm sure she'll be talking about the masterclass going there. And um, if she has a link that she can forward, I'll update the show notes to, yeah. to make it easy for you to find that down the road. But thank you so much for being on today, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I know that your skills are so, so valuable. Uh, even just following your feed on Instagram has helped me to get some ideas and to think about, oh, what will it look like when I've launched something two, three times and can start to outsource? And it just kind of paints the vision of what's possible for that lifestyle business. So thank you for putting out the content, even though the content batching is sometimes challenging and um, and just for being who you are and helping people. Thank you so much for having Chelsea. I appreciate it. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.